I'm joined now by the incredible Danielle Baton. If you are new to her name, you might recognize her according to the following. Danielle took to her balcony in Seapoint during the lockdown to sing to her neighbors while undergoing chemotherapy treatment for being diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer in December 2019. She quickly became known as the Seapoint Balcony Singer, spreading hope and bringing joy to many in her area. She's done plenty in her 35 years. She's traveled extensively, lived abroad for several years, worked on an international musical in New York and elsewhere, and performed as lead in Andrew Lloyd's Web musical Evita, which went on an international tour. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I want to start by asking if there's anything you can't do, (laughs) because you seem to be able to do it all. Believe it or not, I can't ride a bike. (laughs) What? At at 35, you can't ride a bike and you live in Seapoint. What are all the Seapointers saying? (laughs) With my father's dying wish, um, it's going to happen at some point in my life. (laughs) Well, I have an old Dutch bicycle you're more than welcome to to use on the promenade on a lazy Sunday. Tell me, you moved to New York at 21 years old. I'm just jumping straight into that story. What was yes. that like? I, I I was fascinated to read up. I mean, when I was 21, I was still very much under the wing of my family members. Well, um, I actually went to LA because I did a music festival in Las Vegas. And I ended up winning a recording contract. So I went to LA to pursue that. I stayed with my mom's friend, but the label was a bit shady, so that fell apart. And after about a year and a half in LA... I was missing the heart of the art. It was a bit, it was lacking the culture for me. So I moved to New York. I didn't know a single soul. I found a roommate on um, Craigslist, which is like the gum tree here. And it was just the most incredible experience. It was a hard hustle, Mm. very hard. I worked about five jobs before I got even any singing work, cater waitering, bartending, (laughs) anything you could think of, handing out flies in the freezing cold. I did it all. Wow. I mean, it's fascinating how far you've come in the, what, 14 years. Where else in the world have you have you worked? Have you traveled? Have you lived? Um, I saw L.A., New York. I lived in Israel after that for two years where I had my 15 minutes of fame on the X Factor Israel. Oh, wow. Uh, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Clearly my digging didn't dig deep enough. Yes, that was very fun. And also um, I spent some time in Malta um, for about six months over two years I did um, two contracts over there so that was really cool and then just traveling all over with Evita which was the most incredible experience to see all these places like a a working holiday would you say that Evita was your the biggest musical you've really been cast in 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 in, was it your big break stereotypically it was my big break it was the challenge that I was looking for for quite some time and it was it was unbelievable. I mean, when I was a child, I dreamt of playing Evita. I was in, in the musical at 10 years old, and I'd look up at the leads just thinking, you know, it was it was a dream. And the fact that it came true, I mean, and full circle all these years later was just something in itself. It was absolutely amazing. Now, two weeks two weeks before your, your tour of Evita in China ended, was this in, this was in 2019, right, when you, you found a lump in your yes. breast and, and it all kind of came to a grinding halt, right? Yes, I actually just want to mention that I did not find the lump in my breast. I was seeing a guy from the production and he found the lump in oh, my breast. And well, I there again, we go. I want to say this because, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd get breast cancer. Oh. I was, I went to my gynecologist once a year. She felt my breast. She checked everything was okay and off I went. 
And I never gave myself regular breast exams. And all I can say is, thank goodness Mm. that this angel came into my life and found it. Did you have any other symptoms now that you, I mean, in in that moment? Not at all. I felt completely healthy, well, um, nothing, nothing of the sorts. There was just a foreign, strange body in my breast. And did it feel, everyone says it feels like a marble. Is that, is that exactly what, it's, yes, what it felt like? It, it did feel like that. And in my initial doctor's appointment, I was in Guangzhou. So I went to a Chinese hospital. <sighs> you can imagine how that was. <laughs> and... Um, the doctor said, look, it's moving, so it's okay. It's probably not that bad. They say if it's, it's stiff and it's in one place. But actually, after the ultrasound and the MRI, the results came in. And yeah. And did, did, did you get your results in China or were you back in South Africa? I got the results in China, which was interesting because yeah. the doctor said to me, yes, we think it's breast cancer, but we can't be 100% sure. You need to go home and have a biopsy, which obviously they're protecting themselves. But then I went up to him and was like, just tell me, is it breast cancer or not? And he said, yes, it is. And my heart just dropped. I was so I was actually so shocked that I just compartmentalized it. I went shopping in Guangzhou <laughs> because I didn't even know how to deal at the time. And you were part of this production. Did that end? Did you at what stage? What's the timeline like? At what stage did you did you come back to South Africa? Well, actually, only at the end of the tour, which was incredible, because if I found out about it earlier, I probably wouldn't have had the experience and been to all these incredible places and got to live my dream. So the timing was quite fortuitous. And, yeah, when I came home, it just all hit me really, really hard. I mean, I went to my oncologist and I sat in the same chair where my father sat and he passed away from kidney cancer 10 years ago and my grandfather from prostate cancer. And here I was. And they passed me the cancer care pamphlet and just seeing the word cancer on it was just, yeah, I was done. Yeah, it was, it was quite something. You had majority of your treatment at Christian Barnard, is that correct? Yes, I did. And this, I'd say, it started, did, when did your treatment start? Was it straight through COVID? I mean, it must have been the scariest time of your life. I'm quite, you know, t- taken aback by the, the timeline. It's because it's less than a year later. I know, I can't actually believe a whole year has gone by. It feels like the shortest and the longest year. I don't know about you. (laughs) But um, it started, so the treatment started. I got home, it was Christmas holidays. All the doctors were on leave. I mean, you know, we were just waiting for test results for weeks on end. And that's the worst part, just waiting to see, do I have estrogen receptor positive breast cancer? Do I have HER2 negative? Is it triple negative? All these things I didn't even know about before. And mine was HER2 positive. And they they said, okay, maybe I can have a lumpectomy and maybe I'll need chemo, they don't know. But they gave me a genetic test which showed that I am BRCA2 positive. And they tested me because I was so young. Mm-hmm. And that genetic test means that because I've got the BRCA gene, it's a breast cancer gene and in most women it protects them from getting breast mm-hmm. cancer. In my case, because the gene is mutated, I'm at a 80% higher risk. So with that and the fact that my um, cancer was very aggressive, it was grade three, they told me that I would need to have a double mastectomy. And I mean, Nicola, if I told you I had the best breast in town, (laughs) I never needed to wear a bra. It was very hard. It was very hard for me to hear that. Mm. And yeah, sorry. No, no, please continue. So I had the double mastectomy 
And then before I did that, sorry, I was advised to freeze my eggs to preserve my fertility because they weren't sure whether I was going to need chemo or not. They had to do another test, which confirmed that. And after that surgery, I had two weeks. I had a CT scan and then they said they found something else Mm. under my armpit, which could have been a lymph node. Mm. So I went in for another surgery on the 20th of February and I did an auxiliary lymph node clearance and that actually came back clear. So that was good. Mm. And after that, I started chemo. I started in March and it was five months of chemo. Straight the through first, COVID. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the first session was the red devil. Those are like yeah. four treatments and it's every two weeks and that's the worst. But, and that was when COVID hit. So, I mean, I was in isolation for about a week at first by myself, looking through the glass windows at my brother, <laughs> came to drop off food. But then after a while, I couldn't actually take it. So I was like, okay, you can come into my apartment, but just keep your distance. Mm. It was it was hard. Mm. Oh, uh, yo, I can't even start to imagine how hard it was because you're going through this, this incredibly scary time, yeah, all while the whole world is going through a different type of scary time and you've just got a double double dose of, of incredibly scary oh, I, I, I can't yeah. even start to imagine if you've well, just tuned in to Cape Talk I'm uh, joined on air by Daniel Baton her incredible story uh, is being shared with us at the moment you might recognize her as the Seapoint Balcony singer during lockdown but she's done way more than that and she's really got a fascinating story while on tour with Evita in China she was diagnosed with breast cancer she's had chemotherapy straight through COVID and uh, she joins us now to 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 share her story. You say in your blog, Danielle, that this year has probably been the most profound year of your life. Do you mean that in both a positive and a negative? To be honest with you, I think more of a positive note. I am an optimist and I really chose to see the silver linings throughout this journey. And writing the blog was so cathartic for me. It just helped me process what I was going through. But I also shared my truth and my vulnerability and I learned Mm. how powerful that is. You know, people reaching out to me from all over the world, wanting to connect and share their stories too. And I was really so moved and it fueled me writing the blog singing on my balcony. Um, I'm lucky that I'm very creative and I've got a lot of different creative pursuits. So Mm. I never really got bored and I listened to my body too and and healed. But the biggest thing for me is, you know, I learned to love myself in a whole new way. I think before I was the sexy performer, Danielle, you know, the long, dark hair, the breasts and, you know, kind of seen Mm. as that, that image. But I guess when you lose your hair, when I lost my hair, when I lost my breasts, I didn't have that wall, you know, that I wouldn't say it's a facade, but you know what I mean? The mask almost mm. came off. Mm. And now what you see is just my true essence without all of those trimmings, you know. And I look back at photos of myself and I think, how was I so self-critical <laughs> of myself? I was beautiful. What yeah. was I thinking? But now, you know, even without my hair, without my breasts, I feel the most comfortable in my skin I've ever mm. been. Where, where are you in your journey at the moment with cancer? You finished chemotherapy in August, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I had my radiation for five weeks and I finished that on the 7th of September and now I'm waiting to have my reconstruction surgery. Fantastic. Which Do you, is coming up. I can imagine that it's all very, I mean, it would make one very anxious. Is there anything you do? I, I take it music helps you calm your anxiety? Is there anything you really do to to help you along this, this, this way? 
Well, in the beginning, I started meditating and I got introduced to the work by Joe Dispenza. He is just incredible. He was a doctor and now he teaches people how to, by thinking, by thinking differently, how it has a chemical effect on your body and how you can change your DNA, almost like epigenetics, you could Mm. say. So I was working a lot with that, listening to some beautiful music and the meditations I felt were really, really uplifting me. Mm. So that kept me sane. I went to a few energy healers that did some work on me (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, just just being with my family when I could. Um, I tried not to hug my mom in the beginning of COVID, but then I was like, no, that's not going to happen anymore. I need some mommy love. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, just, just keeping myself, um, nurturing myself and listening to my body. You've got a show coming up on the 26th of October. Tell me all about it. Where can we get tickets? How can we support? It's on Saturday, the 24th of October. 24th, my correction. This Saturday coming up, and I'm very excited. It's a very special show for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm going to be sharing a bit of my journey and taking you through a beautiful evening of music, singing some of my favorite songs, and it's going to be online, live streaming. The tickets are available on Quicket, and also I'll be donating a portion of the proceeds to Reach for Recovery. So donations are welcome too. And I just can't wait to see everyone there virtually. Please also tell us where we can find you on social media. Oh, you can find me. My Facebook handle, my Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Danielle Beton Music. That's two L's and two T's. And then on Instagram, I'm at Danielle Beton with the number one. There you have it. Please, please, please support this incredible cause in aid of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Danielle is putting on a very special live concert in honor of all our fellow breast cancer warriors and uh, to celebrate this gift of life. Join her, as she says, as she takes you on this incredible journey. She said tickets there on Quicket, they start at 105 Rand. So thank you so much for joining me. Really, really inspirational to speak to you. And I wish you so many more happy, healthy years, Danielle. Thank you so much, Nicola.